0: Welcome back to round guy radio as physical therapy services of Kelowna presents the Kyoto Eagles. We are on the co- on the phone with coach Stout of the Kyoto Eagles. Welcome to the program coach.
1: Hey, thanks a lot for having me on again.
0: Well, you are in familiar territory tonight as you have, you are the got the moniker of the round guy game of the week on you. Uh, as, uh, you've been playing a lot of big games lately. Uh, and you got a huge challenge coming into the gym tonight. Uh, From Soy, they're not they're in your conference, but not not on your side of the conference, if I'm correct, right?
1: Yeah, that is correct. They're on the west, and we're on the east. We both um both made it through our sides um without losing a game so far, and so yeah, this is this is a pretty big game tonight.
0: Well, you're undefeated in the uh conference yourself at seven and one. They are seven and zero overall. Uh, wow. Well, uh, uh. what are, what are we – tell us a little bit about Linville Sully first.
1: Well, um, they're very well coached. Um, Coach Hardhorn's been up there almost as long as I've been here at Chioda. Um They play very fundamentally sound basketball. They've got some size inside um, with the junior and Clayton Van Dyke. they got a really good point guard in um, Quarter Now and Harder. Uh, they got a good shooting guard in Connor Mastin. Um, very athletic team. Uh, they just do things right, you know. They're they're a very good program. They they've been very successful over the years in our conference, and they had a great football run. I know um, I know they did a great job in going deep into the playoffs. I think they were in the semifinals. Um, like I said, just a lot of good athletes up there right now. Very well rounded. Um, I look at their stuff. They've got they got one guy, the Van Dyke kid, leads them with fourteen points a game. Mastin averages twelve. Um, now in Harder seven. The like Mitchell kid has nine. Road to bar eight. I mean, so every one of their starters, they got freshmen that averages eight points a game. Um, I just, like I said, a well rounded team. They play well, and and it's going to be a, a big challenge for us tonight.
0: Well, uh, they are going through an, a, a period with some pretty special athletes because they made the the state tournament first time since 1986. We have a tremendous yeah, amount yeah. of listeners up there. Uh, um, yeah, they,
1: they've got some good kids playing right now up there.
0: Well, uh, could you go over your team, uh, maybe as a, give us some stats for the season? Who's maybe uh, leading the way with some scoring and some defense, and and just kind of go over your players and how they perform this season?
1: Well, for us right now, um, I mean, yeah, we've had we've had really good games so far. Um, we had the one setback against Waco, but I think the first poll that came out for the Iowa High School Athletic Union they had they got them at number one. So you know, it's it was one of those games where we just didn't come perform great, but in every other game we've had guys that have really stepped up and played well. Um, Sawyer Stout's leading us right now with a 17.8 point average a game. Cole Kindred's at 11.3 points a game. Evan Vitito's at 8.6. Um, you know, guys like that. Like I said, basically, you know, kind of our three headed monster. Um, and, you know, those guys have to really come out every single game. Billy Kindred's leading us in rebounding with 8.3 rebounds a game. Evan Vinito's coming with 6.3. Connor Strand comes up. He's He started, comes off the bench. You know, depending on what matchups we got, um, he's, he's got about 4.1 rebounds a game. Um, our junior point guard, Cole Kindred's leading us with four assists a game. Um, Dalton Dodd, the senior kid, has been coming off the bench, um, giving us good – Quality minutes, unfortunately, against Waco, he broke his um, little finger on his shooting hand, so he didn't play against E V in the last game. Um, probably not going to play tonight against Linville. We're just, you know, we're just trying to get him back healthy, and I don't, you know, want to do any more damage, obviously, to a kid this young of age. And so we're just taking it slow with him coming back. But Aiden Anderson, our other senior kid who starts, is doing a doing a great job defensively. Um, and I said we're pretty we're pretty well rounded ourselves too. I, I, I'm happy with the way we've been playing the game. Um, the one thing we do need to do is we need to quit turning the ball over so much. Um, but we try and play at such a fast pace that that leads to some of those turnovers. But when we get in the when we get into the half court sets, we need to we need to do a better job of not turning the ball over and things like that. So you know we've been getting good bench play. I know Chase Searing in the EV game. He came in and scored a career high 12 points in that game, and in the you know not a lot of minutes, but he was able to score quite a bit. Um Chase Hafley, our other uh, freshman point guard, is has been hampered with some sickness here the last couple of weeks. So he's kind of working himself back in there. Um, Caleb Waterhouse, the senior shooting guard for us, um, comes in has been playing pretty good. He just has to has to make better decisions with the ball and not, and not turn the ball over. And, and hopefully we'll get we'll be in pretty good shape. But as I look over the stat lines for tonight's game with Linville, it's, everything's pretty even right down the line. And so hopefully if, if we can take care of the basketball and, and shoot the ball well, we didn't shoot very well against Waco in our only loss. Uh, I think we were 0 for 19 from the three-point line. And the way we play, we just can't do those
0: things. Well, uh, I know you're also the athletic director over there. So tell me, uh, is there a JV game? Is there a girls game? What time does all this action start?
1: Yep, all the action tonight will start at 4.30 with our JV boys will be playing each other, which our JV boys have been playing awesome basketball right now, too. They haven't lost a game yet. So so that's going to be a, a good matchup for them with Linville Sully also. Um, and then the girls will play at 6 o'clock. Um, we've got some halftime entertainment going on during that game. We've got a third and fourth grade group of boys are going to come in and put on a halftime show during the girls' game. And then the varsity boys will tip off somewhere right around 7.30, 7.45.
0: Well, that is uh, it's such an exciting night. You guys have had such a tremendous season and uh, uh, the excitement around you. Uh, I'm sure the, the good people over there at Eichelberger Farms will be uh, very excited to to hear about the number one ranking. Uh, when I was watching Waco, I thought they, they looked like the number one team. Didn't, did not did they to you? I mean, I, I was thinking we'd match up a little better with them, but, but I was so impressed with all the, the depth they have and the, all the ability they have.
1: Yeah, they. Like I said they're they're very well rounded. They're they're gonna. I mean, I watched the game film against them in Winfield. Um, Winfield obviously has a good team too to be able to stay as close as they did with them. Um, I know New London down there in Southeast Iowa's got a really good ball club, so they're gonna have some pretty good tests. But yeah, early on in the season, they're they're one of the better teams in Class One A that I've watched play. Um, you know, we we'll throw throwing a few of our teams with with North Mahaska and Montezuma and Linville. You know, I've watched a lot of film on those guys, and and there's some there's some good ball teams down here in southeast Iowa and kind of the middle part of the state. So it's it's exciting to watch. But yeah, I'd say Waco's they're pretty they're they're legit. Um, they do a great job. Um, their coaching staff does a great job with their kids. they obviously their their weight program is is amazing. Um, I know their weight 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 room facilities is amazing, and you know everybody gets behind them, and you know so and that's why we wanted to play them. I mean, we've we've played them the last few years, and. It's always kind of a measuring stick to see where we're at. We saw some of our um, deficiencies that we need to get better at, obviously, on that Saturday, and you know if we run into them later on in the season, we we will we'll try and get better, and we'll see if we can give them a better run in the in the tournament. But um, if if we play, obviously, but yeah, I think they're all of all of legit top five team in the in the state for sure.
0: You you uh, get a lot of points for strength of schedule by scheduling a team like that, even if you lose the game, it really helps your strength of schedule formula, up. but uh, one of the things I've seen you do time and time again as a coach is make halftime adjustments. <laughs> in the Waco game, you made some tremendous halftime adjustments, and I thought you played them pretty close to even or maybe even a little better in the second half. Uh, uh, I thought the team looked a lot better in the second half. What, what did you think about the second half against Waco?
1: We had Right now, our third quarters have been pretty big for us, so yeah, I think our kids have Come in really focused in on what we have to do, and a lot of our games. Uh, I mean, a lot of our games have been pretty close early on. Um, I know even that, like the Sigourney game was a close game early on. Iowa Valley was a really close game all the way through. Um, and and I think yeah, I think our kids come in, they listen to what we need to do at halftime. We adjust to some different things that we that we need to do and try and mix up our defenses, which we've been trying to do that more. You know, all the way through game types. But yeah, I think the kids have just done a great job adjusting to what what um, even even officials are calling wise and what we need to do Um, the third quarter came out a little rough for us against waco they we tried to go man against them which that's it's not one of our strong suits but and they were able to score down inside on us and and but again we went back to our zone just tried to adjust some things and and that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do against Linville here tonight is just and just see what we can do and hopefully make some more in-game adjustments as we go. We know the kids that we have to defend against and we just got to come out and put it all together on the floor and see if we can get us a good signature win.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about some of the, the the season that you played. You started out with the Louisa Muscatine game that you won uh, uh, nine or ten points in the game. Uh, you played very well, again, much better in the second half than in the first half uh, in that in that game. Uh, that, that game didn't uh, uh, seem to mean much at the time, but Louisa Muscatine has gone on to have a pretty outstanding season there. They're, they're getting after it. You beat a Belle Plain team uh, quite handily that has turned around, and I don't think they've lost uh, since then. And uh, they have some pretty Im- impressive wins. Uh, the Iowa Valley team that played UL, that played uh, uh, Sigourney very well, uh, came up a little short in some of those games. Tell me about some of these teams that you played and uh, uh how impressive uh, some of these wins are.
1: Well, I think that's just a product of the way our kids came in focused and get after it. Yeah, I think well, I think the M game was a good test for us. Obviously, um they got they improved a heck of a lot from from last year to this year. Um had some kids that could really score. Um and like you said, the Belle Plaine team right now, they're they're one of the hotter teams around too. They've just been playing great basketball since then and and that was just a, a product of where we just came out and shot the ball extremely well, and I, I think we were thirteen of twenty-eight from the three-point line or something like that that night. And and we just we just really shot them out of the gym right from the get-go. They had played a game on the road the night before, and then I talked to their coaches after they didn't get home till like after midnight. So you know their, their kids might have been a little tired. They didn't they don't play as many kids, so I think our depth really wore them out. But like I said, they've been they played great ball through the east side of our division too. Again, they didn't lose a game. Um, iowa valley like we said he they they had the big kid inside um the hot kid that just tore us apart in the first half we adjusted at halftime um just put a man to man you know basically a box and one on him and and our two kids with dalton dodd and um aiden anderson they just they wore him out in the second half i think the kid only got one shot off in the second half so again we made the adjustment but the kids have to do it on the floor and and that and that's what they did and you know, so that was that was awesome to see. But, you know, and then the Tri-County and EV games were able to get a lot of kids playing time uh, a lot of guys to score. I know it's it's helping Aiden McGuire to get a little more minutes in there, um, just get accustomed a to playing and Chase Searin and Tanner Waterhouse. Um, some guys that, you know, are about our 9, 10 and 11 guys that come in and play. that don't get a whole heck of a lot of time, but they but they get. um valuable experience being able to play in game situations and things like that. So, and that's, and that's only going to help us in the long run. Also, I mean, we, we, we still have great depth. Um, I think I do have to leave my starters in a little bit more on some of these games, just so they get used to playing with each other all the time too. But, but it's nice to know that if somebody gets in foul trouble, I know Evan Vitito in the one game, got two fouls right off the bat. He had to come out. Connor Strand goes in, Um, you know, we got guys that can come in and play. So that's that's been the one great thing for us. So I think one of our things that we need to do is we just we got to start shooting the ball a little better from the three point line. I know we were really struggling, and and the problem was we were struggling at home, and that's kind of tough to take. But we've had we've had some guys that come in and really worked on it um, outside of practice, coming in and shooting and getting those things going. And I think that showed up in the EV games. We came out and hit I think another 13 three pointers in a game. And if you can hit that many three pointers, that's you know that's just huge, and that that really gets your scoring going for you.
0: Well, a lot of schools are dealing with the flu. I know me and uh, Andy McGuire uh, have uh, both caught a a hard bout of it. Uh, I know Pekin School has been kind of devastated with a lot of of flu. I heard you guys had a a high percentage of of flu over there. Uh, Probably a basketball coach deals with with flus and stuff more than other coaches, don't
1: they? Yeah, I think you have to. Um, I guess I'm dealing with it, like you said, as the activities director. We've had some junior high games. It's really hit our junior high girls pretty tough. We've we've had to miss a couple games this week um, with kids, and and our and our varsity girls missed a game with um, English Valleys this week. They had four or five kids and a coach that was sick, and they couldn't come down and play on Tuesday. So we, you know, you just try and get those things scheduled in at another spot. You you don't want to you don't want to fault a team to, to not play if they got a bunch of kids out. But that's one thing I guess with us with the depth is you know we we like with Dalton Dodd being injured. We've got some kids that are sick. Um, they try and play through it. But if you're sick, you're sick. You're not going to be 100%. You need to just give somebody else an opportunity. Other kids are practicing hard and, and see what can happen to see what you do. Obviously, you want to be – you want to be when you play a big game, you know, a big tough game, you want to be at 100%. But it's hard to do um, during the basketball Yeah, I know I was to- co- talking to my assistant, Coach Jameson the other day. We finally – I don't know if we've had a full practice yet with our full 22 guys yet, just with little injuries here and there, sicknesses. Uh, things like that. I know we got a couple of J- uh, JV guys that are going to be out tonight too, and 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 that you know that happens, and you have to adjust, and and other kids have to step up and play, and hopefully they get that opportunity to do that, and 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 take advantage of that, and again, valuable experience on the floor. But yeah, it's it's been, it's been a rough one so far, I think, with this flu, and thankfully I haven't caught it yet, but you know I, know I got some kids that are coughing and hacking and things like that, but they're trying to fight through it.
0: Well, uh, you got a player that I really enjoy. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete, a, a, a outstanding pitcher in baseball. But his name's Aiden Anderson, and I don't know that he, at the end of the game he always has the most sexiest stats. But I just love the way he explodes out onto the court and the defense and the hustle. Uh, that kid could play for me in anything, any sport you ever had. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about him.
1: Well, and you throw in that that he's a great kid too. Um, a good good um. Academic wise, he's a good kid in the school district. He he doesn't cause any problems. He just goes about his business, does the, does what he needs to do. He's a he's a great role model for younger kids. Um and yeah, you just he steps out on the basketball floor. He he does he understands what he needs to do. I know the other day in the game he came off he took a couple of shots that he normally doesn't take and he goes, Oh man, that's bad shot selection coach. And I said, Well, at least you understand it. You know, so that you know that's a big thing when, when the kids start understanding exactly what they need to do to perform for the team and and what's what they can do don't try and go over and above and beyond you know that's that's a huge that's just a huge thing for a kid to understand and know your role and that's what we talk a lot about with our kids and and i think he's one of those kids that definitely on the basketball floor he knows his role he knows he's not going to go out and score 20 points in a game but if he can get seven or eight points four or five rebounds Two or three steals, a couple assists, play good defense. He he's had a great game, and and that's what he does for us right now. Um, and then and then I throw in the Dalton Dodd who goes off with him. So in that position, if we can get, you know, ten or twelve points, that that's a win for us in in that small forward position. And and those two guys both are very very much similar with each other um, and, and with the things they do. And like you said, with the other sports, they both they both love baseball too and, and, and love to get out there and play. And and, and, and they, and they complement each other well. So, you know, I, I like both of those kids, obviously the way they play and the, and the type of kids that they are. And, and it's fun, but yeah, Aiden, Aiden just does a great job for us. And I'm, I've, you know, been blessed to have him for four years on our team.
0: You know, you have a lot of players on your team that understand their roles. I think Vivito would be a, an example of a player that understands what he he does for the team and, and the, the role that he plays. But uh, Scotty and I always uh, come up with the, the, the player of the game. And we also have this, what we call the Beyond Beautiful off-the-bench player of the game. Someone who comes off the bench and contributes. Maybe it's a defense that he contributes. Maybe it's uh, some, some guard play that he contributes. But some way that he comes off the bench. And you have a lot of those type of players. So let's talk about, about the bench and maybe somebody you're going to look at tonight to point your finger at, uh, and say, get in there and do something for me.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I've got, I've got multiple guys that are have to do that. Caleb Waterhouse is one of them. Um, Aiden McGuire's a, another kid, Connor Strand, who kind of splits time with Evan, uh, Chase Searin, like I said, he's been playing better. Um, just getting more aggressive with what he does. Um, Tanner Waterhouse is another kid that, we need to come in. He's he's kind of like an instant offense. As soon as he as soon as he gets the ball, he's if he's open, he's going to shoot it. Um, and then we throw in our freshman point guard Chase Hayfley. That again, if he can just get healthy again here, he kind of twisted his ankle a little bit against Waco too. So we've been slowly working him back in there. But he's a he's a headsy ball player, and I think tonight we're going to need him to help handle the ball and do some things like that. But again, we just we just rely on all those guys, and I guess a lot of it. And we even talked to him about it. It might not be that you get the game action to where you're making us successful. But, man, if you come in and practice and you go hard against the top five guys or whatever and and make them better in practice, that's going to be huge for us come game day. I mean, I know many a days when we're in practice. Our second team will will be beating the heck out of the first team in the in the drills we're doing and in the in the scrimmaging that we're taking place and things like that. And that only makes you stronger as a team because I guess as a coach and it's it's all me to try and get the right five guys out there if somebody's struggling and 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 get the get the best guys out there to give us a chance to win. And and right now that's I told the kids you guys are making my job so hard just because I feel like I can put eight or nine of you out there and and we're not going to drop off and. And we'll just continue to do that. So, so we'll, we'll rely on all these guys um, again tonight, just to to be able to stay with a, with Lynnville and and do your jobs and and do what what needs to be done to hopefully get us a victory. But it, I mean, if, even if we don't get a victory, we did you know we we need to play well against a a top team. I, I think within the polls, I think these guys came out at number three. So. Again, we it's it's a, it's a tough schedule we got. And we just got to play it and see what happens.
0: Well, uh, you got a, a young sophomore uh, Billy Kindred that uh, uh, has worked his way uh, into the starting lineup a, t- a time or two. Uh, what are you seeing out of his development, and and how has uh, an underclassman like that uh, uh, caught your eye? And uh, uh, he's really been a big valuable player for us.
1: Yeah, he puts a he puts a lot of time in in the off season. He's he's always shooting. Um, he's working on things. He's, he's got to work on his quickness here a little bit. He's just got to get a little quicker, but rebounding wise, he's, he's got a, a nose for the ball and he, he goes after it. And he goes and gets it. Um, he, he's just, I mean, yeah. And so I thought, you know, he's one of those kids that he grew about three or four inches over the summertime, which really helped, helped out. And maybe, maybe he'll get another three or four inches by his junior year. We'll see. Um, but just defensively, he's gotten better. Um, but but I, the biggest thing has really helped us is is on the rebounding. He can he can get the rebounds and he can handle the ball, so he can either start or break or he'll look ahead and get a pass ahead to some of our guys taking off out of there. And so that's so that's been huge for us here early in the year. Um, he still I mean he still makes sophomore mistakes out on the floor, which everybody makes mistakes, but he's he's learning from those things and and he's just continuing to get better. And hopefully we'll get a few more points out of him. It's it's kind of dropped off here a little bit at the last few games but so we need you know we need to get six or eight points out of him a game and and that'll be help us help our offense even be more successful
0: you got a Cole kindred too on the team are those two are they brothers are they cousins or no they're
1: brothers uh junior and a sophomore they're both they're both brothers and and you can tell they they and they they play with each other all the time you can tell in the backyard one-on-one and i know sawyer goes and plays with them and they're playing one on one versus one. I mean, all the time, them guys are always in the gym going at it. They're always playing in the backyards and people each other's houses and things like that, you know. And they've all, you know, they've grown up together, being friends because I, mean, I guess Sawyer and Cole and Billy would be like second or third cousins. So, so they've all been playing together with each other, and you can tell that. And that, and that helps us on the floor too, you know. They they know where each other's going to go, and and so I think that's been a, a big success for those guys too.
0: Well, Round Guy Radio has covered some kind of big moments, uh, things that happened in Kyoto uh, in particular. Uh, I remember Aiden Anderson got his eighth win and and was standing alone in the state of Iowa with eight wins. Uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, Caden Clarahan hitting a, a three-run home run to, to win a game. It might even have been against Linville Sully. Uh, uh, but uh, um, and then also... Uh, uh, remember a no hitter that was pitched in the uh, uh, playoffs, but then uh, last weekend, uh, uh, courtesy of the Waco Warriors girls, Ella Kissel, uh, scored her thousands point. Did you? Do you have anything to reflect on that?
1: Well, that's an awesome accomplishment, um, obviously for her, and we, and we acknowledge that during our game at, at a timeout. Um, any kid that puts up a thousand points in a career is obviously got to play a lot. Um, They've worked a lot in the off season and we, I mean, we've had kids here obviously do that. And, and it's, it's a great accomplishment. And I guess we try to acknowledge anybody, whether they're an opponent or whatever, we'll acknowledge, you know, great things that happened in kids' lives. I mean, that's, that's obviously why we're all in this, um, doing what we do. It's, I mean, no, no coach is doing it for themselves. They're doing it for the kids and and I guess I love to see kids be successful no matter what they're doing. Um, and like you talk about other kids in other sports, it's awesome to be there watching and seeing the excitement that comes out of those, those accomplishments when they happen. And, and it, and it's, it just makes me, you know, be blessed that we're around these kids and we got people that'll that'll support all of them and, and, you know, just do anything for, for what's the good of each community. and, and all that, I guess. So yeah, it's awesome to see all that good stuff.
0: Well, it's the round guy game of the week. As Linville Sully comes to Kyoto, uh, same conference, different sides. Both teams are in first place. Both teams with seven wins. Uh, it's going to be an exciting night. I believe you say it starts at 430 with the JV.
1: Yep. That is correct. JV boys at 430 varsity girls, at six.
0: And then uh 7 45 ish. We're <laughs> going to see, uh, this clash of these two titans. Um, uh, uh, are the is the Linville Sully girls team good like the boys team? Or?
1: Yeah, I, I believe they're they're having a pretty good year. Uh, let me see, I got to update my record board. Yeah, they are sitting well. They're two and two. They lost two in the conference. Wise, they've lost to um, North Mahaska and Montezuma. So in conference wise, they're two and two, and our girls are two and two. So hopefully, if if our girls if our girls play tough, I mean they're they're outsized, but They got some tough, gritty kids in there, and they're fun to watch too, and hopefully they're able to do that tonight again, and maybe maybe pull off a big win also.
0: Yeah, they're vertically challenged, but they uh, (laughs) have pluck and uh, uh, determination, and a just rock solid, uh, they don't care who they play, it doesn't seem like to me, there's only a few things they can do, and they pass the ball around a lot, and they look for good shots, Uh, I never see them really make a lot of mistakes, and there's never a lack of effort, so... Uh, always like watching the girls play too.
1: Yep, I'd agree with that 100. percent
0: Well, uh, anything else before I let you go? We, we've we've about talked the whole time out away here. Nope, sounds good. All right. Well, we will see you tonight. Uh, this has been the pregame for the Round Guy Game of the Week. Coach Stout, thanks for being with us.
1: Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it.